Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's good to be here tonight. Um, I just, first of all, want to thank uh, Rod Freeman, my best friend, my brother, um, for the opportunity to share the word with you tonight. Um, as I mentioned, uh, GoGospel.com, G-O-G-O-Z-P-E-L.com. Um, it's a great website. My brother Rod has been um, following this for, or running this for a while and, and providing good uh, outlets for Christian music, um, also offers Christian apparel, all that good stuff. So uh, go check him out. Um, this is episode 134, the season finale um, of The Spiritual Go. So we are getting started here tonight. Um, and before we get started, as we always do, uh, in these Bible studies, we want to start out with Romans 10, 9. And it says, if you Amen. confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I like that because it doesn't say you might be saved. It says you will be saved. So um, that's all we have to do. If you uh, need help and, and need to find Jesus and give your heart to God, then uh, you can reach out to me um, at my Facebook page. You can reach out to Brother Rod on his Facebook page. That's Rod Freeman. Uh, or you can contact him at um, gogospel.com. So uh, just wanted to do that at the very beginning. So just kind of as a recap, um, this season has been bannered, let the music play. Uh, so it's the spiritual go, um, but let the music play has been the theme for the season. Um, so uh, we're running live on Facebook right now as well as on uh, TalkShoe. And so let's get right into it. Um, I just want to, as I go through this, uh, it's a little different because what Rod's been doing is playing some music um, and then showing us what God has showed him through the music, uh, you know, being whatever the lyrics are and how they relate spiritually to us or things we may be going through. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different tonight as I'm not playing any music, but I want to bring it out in this message. So uh, here we go. Um, if you are following along in your, in your Bible tonight, if you'll go to the book of 1 Samuel, um, I'm going to read out of 1 Samuel 30, but there's a few chapters that I'm going to allude to before then. Um, so we are going to go through this and, um, and just get into the Word and see what God has for us tonight. So as I go through this, we're doing a season recap of every, season, of every message that uh, Brother Rod has brought. Um, so Let's start off with the very first one, which was, can't let you do it to me. So um, he talked about how we are in control of what we allow to happen to us. Uh, some things mm. happen to us, and, and we, necessarily, uh, we don't necessarily have any choice in the fact that they happened. But we do have a choice in how it affects us and how we respond to that. So uh, that was a big thing. And so as I was studying for this Bible study, um, and I looked back over the lessons and the things that he uh, brought to us. Um, this really just kind of jumped out at me. So if you just kind of glance at 1 Samuel chapter 24, David shows us uh, an example of 
not letting somebody do something to you, not letting the enemy do to you what he desires to do just because he thinks he can do it. Because the word of God says that um, our God is our refuge. He is our strong tower. So whatever we go through, wherever we are, uh, whatever we do in life, the devil has to go through God. Just like in the uh, book of Job when it talks about how he wanted to go through and uh, he wanted to attack Job, but he had to get permission from God, our creator. So just, just be aware of that, that you are in control um, under the leadership of God of what happens to you and not only what happens to you, but how you deal with it. So message one was can't let you do it to me. And then 1 Samuel 24 so this is a story of David sparing Saul's life. Um, now, if you look through that scripture and that chapter, um, David has the opportunity to kill Saul. If you remember back, um, Saul was king when David went to fight Goliath. He tried to put mm-hmm. his armor on him. Um, he tried to develop David into the warrior that he wanted him to be. But David was concerned with what God wanted him to be. So there was a little friction there. Move on down. Um, Saul's son, Jonathan, became David's uh, closest friend, uh, like a brother to him. Um, He was his armor bearer. And um, so they they went through a lot of things together. But there was jealousy from Saul of the relationship between David and Jonathan. And so... Mm -hmm. Throughout 1 Samuel, when you look at the life of David, you'll see that, that there are issues with that. There's jealousy by Saul all the time. And so it gets to the point where he's trying to take David's life. So in 1 Samuel chapter 24, David has the opportunity to take Saul's life. Mm. But taking Saul's life, if you read that chapter, he says, I'm not going to lay my hand against God's anointed. So he chose not to take out the vengeance that was probably due him in a fleshly manner just because Saul at one time was anointed king. So he respected that. So his move was, I can't let you do that to me. So he spares his life. But what he does is cuts off the corner of Saul's robe just to let him know I could have, but I didn't. Sometimes in life, we have to take that into our power, take that into our control and say, look, uh, I, you know, God wants me to do this. My flesh wants to do this, but I'm going to take control and say, no matter what's going on, I choose whether I follow God or whether I follow the flesh. We know that the Bible says that we can't serve two masters. So either we love one and hate the other, or we serve one and despise the other. So in this situation, David said, I can't let you do that to me. No, even though you're trying to kill me and I can end it right here, I'm not going to do it. So he moves on. Uh, the second right. message was up and down. Man, if, if there's anyone who, who their life and their story and their testimony was up and down, it was David. Um, you have him from the jump being completely ignored when it came to anoint a king in the line of Jesse. Um, so, uh, and so you, you have that situation where all of his sons, all of Jesse's sons, come to be anointed king, to be chosen from, except David. David is not even brought into the lineup. And so the prophet goes through and looks at every single one of these sons and says, nope, this is not the one. Do you have another son? And so Jesse goes and gets David, who's tending sheep, 
and he's anointed king. He doesn't take the kingship right there, but he's anointed as king for a future time. So he has that. That's an up, right? Um, but then you look at these few chapters that we're looking at here, and, and he's down because Saul's seeking to kill him. So you were anointed to be king, but the existing king, the current king, is trying to stomp you out. Um, and then, so then you have, so that's, that's an up and then a down. And then David spares Saul's life again in 1 Samuel chapter 26, if we move on there. So we have that situation. David again spares his life, could kill him. Saul's asleep at his feet, but instead David says, nope, let's take the spear that was at his head and let's take the jar of water at his head and go. And they left. Um, And then the next morning when Saul realizes what has happened and he hears David calling out to them from across the hilltop, he asks him, is this David's voice that I hear? And David says, yes, it's, it's my voice. And so then Saul asked David for forgiveness. So the wow. same man that was just trying to kill him has now been shown mercy for the second time and is now asking for forgiveness. Okay, so up and down. Mm. The third message of this season of the spiritual go was me, myself, and I. I don't know about you, but I know there are some situations where we get in a, a, a place where we feel like it's just us. Like no matter how much we cry out to God, no matter how much we call out to him and say, God, I need you in this situation, it seems like it's just us. Um, I, I had this conversation with God today. You know, God, you, you know what I'm going through. You know the frustration. You know the things that I, I'm going through and that I see. But God, where are you? But you know what? The thought came to me, God, I trust you. Anyway, I trust you. See, that's your choice. You, you can't let the enemy do that to you because he will put you down and he will remind you of all the things that are bad in your life. Um, I saw uh, my friend Ron Graham join uh, just briefly. And uh, Ron, if you're listening to this or seeing this, man, we're praying for you. Everybody, I want to ask you on here, Ron is battling cancer. And uh, I know that my God is a healer of cancer. And so, Ron, we're praying for you, and we're believing for your healing. Um, But you choose how you deal with that. You choose how big God is in this situation. So we're lifting you up, brother. Uh, But so me, myself, and I, a lot of times we feel like we're all by ourselves. And I'm sure David did. You you think about this, that David is, um, he's being chased by someone who was like family to him. Um, He is, they're going after his life. He's been separated from his closest friend, Jonathan, mm-hmm. and now he's having to retreat. Um, so he's on the run, actually, if you look further into this. Me, myself, and I is just David. David feels like he's been deserted and forsaken. Right. right. The uh, fourth message in this season was let it go. Look, Come sometimes on, there are situations that are heavy on you. There are situations that may cause you not to want to forgive people. There are situations that you know that um, in order for you to, you know, maybe, maybe you try to get closer to God, but this one situation keeps popping up in your mind. Maybe there's this one person or this church or this friend or family member that hurts you, and when you try to move forward from the place that you are, that keeps coming up against you. You have to let it go. 
you have to understand that no matter what's happening in life, we have to trust God. The Bible says that you have to forgive. I have to forgive in order for him to forgive us. So if you can't forgive your brother who you have seen, you can't love your brother who you have seen, even though they did you dirty. You know, it's, it's a real situation where a lot of times we're justified in our anger against somebody mm-hmm. who's done us wrong. We're justified in being upset. Uh, Rod and I talk all the time, and, and it's like, look, if you have feelings about something, you're entitled to that. You feel that way. God mm-hmm. gave you feelings. God gave right. you the ability to be angry. God gave you the, the ability to be sad. These are coping mechanisms that God put in us in his infinite wisdom. But you have to take control over that anger. So I remember Rod and I having a, a deep conversation one day, and that's how most of them get usually when we say, well, we got two minutes or five minutes, and it lasts an hour and 25 minutes. But uh, that's just what we do, and, and I thank God for it. But he said, okay, you listen to people, and you, you, people have these feelings, but then what? You just leave it there, or what are we going to do about it? Sometimes you have to let it go and say, look, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm tired of it. I'm letting it go because here's the deal. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I want you to know that forgiveness is not for the person who is being forgiven. Forgiveness Mm. frees the person doing the forgiving. So a lot of times when somebody hurts us, they just live their life. They go on every single day like nothing ever happened. We're the ones that sit and deal with it and harp on it. And this person hurt me, and I can't believe they said that we were so close and this and that and whatever. But if you forgive that person and move on, you have let it go, and now it's no longer controlling you. It no longer has you in chains. So when we get in this situation, we have to understand that, look, number one, I've been through it. I, I, can't, I couldn't let you do it to me. I controlled what happened. But, but then I have ups and downs, and then I feel like it's just me all by myself. But let me just let it go because ultimately – To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So no matter what you're dealing with today, right now, November the 19th, 2020, this has been a crazy year. We could talk for hours about all the mess that's happened, all the junk that we are caught up in, all the hate that's going around, whether it be political or racial or spiritual, or you don't like this church or you don't like that church or this religion or that religion or this person hurt you, let the mess go. Because if it gets in between you and your relationship with God, then the enemy has won. You will not win if you allow things to come in between you and God. So what you do is let it roll and you let God do. Does not the Bible say, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You don't have to repay. God will Mm -hmm. repay. And I promise you, when God repays, Mm-hmm. There's no repayment like that. There's nothing you could have done that would have hurt any worse or proved the point any further. God is wise. He is a just God, and he's a strong God. And if you don't believe that he stands up for his children, go back and read in the New Testament, in the Old Testament. Go back and read on what happened. God takes care of his. He backs his people and the people who love him and try their best to live according to his word. So just a little quick recap. So can't let you do it to me. We've had ups and downs. Me, myself, and I, let it go. And then the final one before tonight, the title of the message was, My Mind is Playing Tricks on Me. (laughs) I I don't know about you, but I know this, that we can give in to mental anguish so much 
that we can talk ourselves right out of victory. We can think ourselves right out of victory. Listen, I, I heard my dad tell one of my cousins um, a long time ago when I was just a kid, and she would always put herself down. And my dad, I heard him say, you need to stop putting yourself down because there are enough people in the world who will put you down. You don't have to do it yourself. Come on, bro. Listen, when you get into a place where you just think too much, I, I, I know people who think too much. <laughs> I know people who overthink things, and, and, and sometimes we, we start thinking, and then we develop plans, and then we turn that into actions, and then we're so far up the creek that we can't get back. But here is what I'm trying to tell you and get across to you tonight. You cannot let your mind play tricks on you to the point where you go and commit suicide. You throw away everything there is because let me tell you something. Whoever's listening tonight, whoever's watching, whoever may see this weeks or years down the road, you are worth something. You are worth living. You are worth dying for because Jesus Christ died for you. So I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know this, that if it would have just been you, he would have died. Right. He would have given his life if it was just for you. Amen. So David, in these situations here, and we're in verse or chapter 29 at this point in 1 Samuel, he has had several murder attempts on his life. Mm -hmm. um, 1 Samuel 29 talks about how so, – so this is crazy to me when I was looking at this. Um, you have uh, – you have this situation where David has been asked for forgiveness by Saul, but he says, I know, if you, if you go back and read in um, chapter 27, he says, now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Now, if you remember back... <laughs> The Philistines are longtime enemies of God's people. Goliath was king of the Philistines. He was leader of the Philistines. So he, he's in this situation to where he feels like the only place of refuge he has is to run to the Philistines. If that's not crazy, I don't know what crazy is. His mind was definitely playing tricks on him. But... He, he comes into a situation where he is now, instead of being operating as this mighty man of valor, the same one who killed the lion and the bear with his bare hands, who slew the giant, who went through and did all this other stuff because of the anointing of God on his life. Now he is in the middle of fear, depression, mm -hmm. discouragement, rejection. This man is, no matter what you see or can think of, he's in the worst place he could be right now. Oh, Running bro. to his enemies. For refuge and solace. Let me tell you something. The devil, I know when mm. we, we talk, we don't like to say his name and all that thing, all those things, but I'm telling you that your enemy, your adversary, the devil, just like the word says, just like Jesus told Peter, has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. He wants to tear you apart, turn you into powder, remove any resemblance of the person God created you to be. But that's not where the story ends, and I thank God for that, because he said, don't worry, though, I've prayed for you. 
Do you know that Jesus is praying for you right now? Do you know that he is interceding for us at the right hand of the Father? He is the high priest of heaven. So he's offering prayers for us right now. When you go through a situation, trust and believe that you are not by yourself. Trust and believe that you are not in the situation where it's just you, yourself, and you. You you have to understand that God is with you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you, but will be there to the very end. Hallelujah. Listen, you know, there are so many people in our country, in this world, who have it so twisted, and they feel like that they should be more involved in political issues than they are in church, in spiritual issues. And when I say church, I'm not talking about the building you attend on Sunday mornings or Sunday nights or Wednesday nights or whenever you assemble. What I'm talking about is us, the people who are saved by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. You turning against your brother and your sister, no matter what it is, if it's a difference in political opinion, if it's a difference in the color of their skin or financial status or the way they smell or the way they look or the way they dress, that is sin, and it will send you to hell. The Bible says that you can't hate people and love God. Come on, he bro. said, if you hate your brother, which I alluded to earlier, who you have seen, and you can't love them, how do you expect to love Jesus, who you have not seen? Right. We can't do that. On, so look, let it go. Understand that you have to bring your own mind into subjection. Paul the Apostle said, I die daily. I got to leave everything in the past that's in the past, and I have to press toward the mark. Because here's the deal. The stuff in the past will only affect your future if you have the situation where you allow it to do so. If you let the mess go and move on to where God has, that's what he said, I'm forgetting the stuff that's behind me, but I'm pressing on forward toward the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. So listen, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Baptist, Methodist, whatever. Here's the deal. Bottom line is this. At the end of the day, when that trumpet sounds and Jesus comes back, you better hope and pray that you have believed, that you have confessed with your mouth, that you have believed in your heart, the Lord Jesus, that God has raised him from the dead, so that you will have been saved. Just for a minute, take your mind back to the flood. Rod and I mm. talked about this a couple of weeks ago. So you've got all these people who are laughing at Noah and who are making fun of him because he's building an ark in a place that it has never rained before. The word says that the mist used to come up from the earth and water the vegetation that was on the ground. But God told Noah to build the ark. And so for hundreds of years, this man was building and preparing for something that the world had never seen. Let me tell you something. We've never seen the coronavirus. We have never seen the mess that's been going on this year. But God's still God. But what I'm telling you is this. We better believe the word that is being given by the word of God, by the mouth of those who are anointed to preach his word. You better love people. You better love God. Those are the top two commandments, the word says. And you better make sure that your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. Because if Amen. not, there's no hope. So, so that day when the uh, flood comes and they board the boat, the word says that God shut the door. Then there were multitudes of people changing their mind. Hey, let me in, let me in. When God shuts the door, it's a done deal. 
The word says that when God shuts a door that no man can open it, or he opens doors that no man can shut. So trust Come that, on, that when God does a thing, it's done. So I, he is a merciful and loving God, but we have to put Jesus Christ and what this word says to us over every other area of our life. And when we do that, then all the other mess falls into place. It all works itself out. Um, so let me move on real quick. I know we're running out of time. So here is my contribution to the season. And my last point is called Let the Music Play. And as I said, that's the banner for this, this uh, season. But 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 7, I'm going to read that real quick. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, uh, so it may be a little different than yours, but just bear with me here. So, again, 1 Samuel chapter 30, 1 through 7. Now, remember all the stuff that I told you David has been through, and then here we go. Now, when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, the Amalekites had made a raid against the Negev and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one, but carried them off and went their way. And when David and his men came to the city, they found it burned with fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with them raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Now let me stop right there. Now, after all that he's been through, after being rejected by his own father and brothers for uh, kingship, after defeating Goliath when the whole entire army of Israel sat scared, cowardly, wondering who's going to take care of this man, listening to him bash their God every single day, multiple times a day, to being on top there, to then being threatened by his life, finally getting away from that, getting through all the mental anguish he suffered, and now he has re been rejected by the Philistines who he thought for some crazy reason because his mind was playing tricks on him that he had refuge in them. Mm -hmm. So now he comes back to his people, and the city mm -hmm. has been raided and trashed. Every woman, child, boy, girl, everything taken. None of them were killed, but they didn't know that. All they knew was that everyone was gone. My God. As we read here in verse 4, it says that David, that David and all his people that were with him cried so they couldn't cry anymore. Wow. Verse 7 is the turning point. Let the music play. Ooh. Verse 7 says, And David said to Ab Abiathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. Wow. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. Now let's just stop right there for a minute. Now I don't know how many of you know this, but the ephod was a garment that the high priest wore. It was one of eight pieces of clothing that they were instructed 
back in the time of Leviticus and in the Old Testament where God established his tabernacle in the wilderness and gave them the actual rites and steps that they should do and carry out. Amen. So he calls for the ephod. But the beautiful thing about the ephod is it was a garment of praise. Let me tell you this. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. Many of us may face similar situations but different circumstances. Look, I'm not here to discredit anything that you're going through. I've seen people go through cancer. I've seen my own mother go through primary biliary cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, We've had ups and downs in our lives. We've all done that. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus Christ is just waiting on somebody to praise him in the middle of their storm. He's just waiting on somebody to say, you know what, I don't care that I don't have any money, that my bills are due, that every other call is not a telemarketer call. It ain't a spam caller. It's bill collectors, which I legitimately owe money to. And then you have to understand that uh, you can't, you know, it's like one of my mom's cousins said, look, at the end of the month, we put all our bill collectors, our creditors in a hat. We draw out names and then we pay who we can pay till we got no more money. If y'all keep calling me, I'm taking your name out the hat. <laughs> so you, you have that situation where sometimes you feel that way. You feel like you've got to pick and choose who you can pay and who you can't, right? But mm-hmm. what I'm trying to tell you is this. You can turn your entire situation around by just praising. Mm-hmm. So wow. let the music play. My belief is that when David picked himself up after crying till he could no longer cry. All of his warriors, the 600 warriors that he had with him, who are now missing their sons and daughters and wives, are looking to stone him. They're murmuring, complaining against him amongst themselves. And David says, bring me the ephod. Bring me the garment of praise. And then David praised God. So this is probably one of the lowest points of David's life, number one. That's his response, though. And it was the turning point. So here's what happens, just to make the long story short. When David prays, praises and, and asks God in the rest of verse, uh, right after verse 7, in verse 8, it says, And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and shall surely rescue. Listen, David has been in a place where he thought it was just him by himself. Mm-hmm. All of this was going on. And as soon as he praises, praises God and, and turns this thing around, God answers immediately and says, not only am I answering you, but yes, you pursue. Yes, you will overtake. Yes, you will rescue. Yes, you will bring everything back. And the word says that they went, pursued them, that every man, woman, boy, and girl that had been taken was rescued and brought back home safely and alive. They defeated the Amalekites. The next, the very next chapter, chapter 31, Saul dies. He's killed. The very uh, next book, 2 Samuel chapter 2, David is anointed king of Judah. That's all well and good, I know. But listen, whatever you're facing today, praise your way through it. Whatever you are, um, you're in that situation where you can't hear the music, You make the music because God has called us to be praisers of him, worshipers of him in spirit and in truth. And no matter what you're facing tonight, no matter what you're going through, no matter how alone you feel or how deserted or beat down you feel, 
Our God is more than able if you just praise him. Look, the Bible says that God will not hear the prayer of a sinner unless he is a worshiper of God. So all you've got to do is worship. Even if you're not saved, you can worship. Let me tell you that one day, at the name of Jesus, every tongue will confess, every knee will bow. Sinners and no sinners and non-sinners, those who are Christians and believers and those who are not. One day we will all bow our knee and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I know we're getting ready to wrap up here. I just want to pray us out real quick if we can. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. God, I thank you for your many blessings, Lord. I thank you that you don't bless us according to what we deserve, but according to your goodness and your kindness and your love. So, God, I pray, Lord, that we understand, Lord, that we have to say, devil, I can't let you do it to me. That we have to understand and say that, uh, you know, we may have ups and downs. We may have situations where we feel like it's just me, myself, and I. But, God, we have to let it go and understand that when our mind plays tricks on us, that we just have to let the music play. That we have to sing praises to you for who you are, because you are who you are. Because you are King of kings and Lord of lords, and there is none like you. Lord, there is no name under heaven whereby we must, must be saved yes, other than the name of Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, yes, everyone Lord. watching, everyone listening tonight, God, I pray that you will touch them, that you will move on them right now in the name of Jesus, and that your name will be praised for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, Facebook Live family, I'm going to go ahead and end this here. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, If you With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.